going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed you are, Paul. Is. It's in my hand, Fan effect. Welcome back this week. A romance that will have you yearning for love oh. on the big screen and a fl- uh, <laughs> flash to the past. A blast to the past. You keep saying flash to the past. I mean, it's like back to the future. It's like a time machine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just with your remote. <laughs> How about with a flash to a blast from the past? A blast to a flash. Ooh, hey, bad. with what to watch from the past or present, Andy Farnsworth, we always love you telling us what we ought to put our time into entertainment-wise. Well, you got some selections this week. Okay. The big movie has all the makings of what would be a perfect Valentine's Day movie, a period musical drama based on the epic love story of Cyrano de Bergerac, the man who loves Roxanne but helps another man win her heart. It's full of passion songs, heartbreak, and tragedy. It's directed by the same man who made Academy Award-nominated films Pride and Prejudice and Darkest Hour. Yet it's not being released on or even before Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, it becomes apparent very quickly into the movie why that decision was made. Peter Dinklage of Elf and Game of Thrones fame stars as Cyrano de Bergerac, a professional soldier who's just as spectacular with wordplay as he is with the sword. For many years, he's loved a girl from his hometown named Roxanne, played by Haley Bennett. But he's never told her this, even though they're close friends, because he's convinced his appearance renders him unworthy of her love. Unfortunately for Cyrano, when he does work up the courage to do so, he finds out Roxanne has already fallen in love at first sight with a handsome man named Christian, played by Kelvin Harrison Jr. To make things worse, Christian will be joining Cyrano's regiment, and Roxanne wants him to befriend Christian and help get the two of them together. Christian is also smitten with Roxanne, but he fears he can't match her fierce intellect, so Cyrano offers to use his own skill with the pen to write love letters to her on Christian's behalf. Eventually, of course, this love triangle reaches a tipping point, and each of them must make hard, even heartbreaking decisions about how to resolve it. I loved the concept of Cyrano being someone with dwarfism rather than just someone with a big nose, as the characters typically have been portrayed. That decision alone creates a much more genuine sense of self-doubt in Cyrano and more believable fear that his profession of love would be rejected. Dinklage and Bennett were the movie's biggest strengths, in my opinion. The costuming was great. It even got nominated for an Academy Award. The setting was beautiful, and a few of this movie's songs were, too. I was torn, though, between liking and being frustrated with this movie. I really did like some of it. It was emotionally engaging at times. It even made my teenage daughter and I shed a tear or two. But I just couldn't get past how distracting some of the singing and choreography was. It's a musical. You can't be wrong on those things. Peter Dinklage wasn't nearly as bad a singer as, say, Piers Brosnan or Russell Crowe. But he wasn't that great either. Cyrano's rated PG-13. The runtime's two hours, four minutes, and it's playing only in theaters. sound effects in TV history. Dun dun. And now it's back. In case you missed it last night here on KSL 5, the Emmy winning original Law and Order series aired its first new episode in almost 12 years. Series creator Dick Wolf has called the show's return to network TV a dream come true. And a big, as a big fan of the series myself, I agree. For me, watching last night's episode titled The Right Thing felt like no time had passed at all. Maybe that's because the show is on constant rerun on multiple networks or multiple spin-offs like Law & Order SVU, Law & Order Organized Crime, all of which I record and which also had new episodes last night. Whatever the reason, it felt like seeing an old friend again, even if only two cast members are back from the 2009-2010 season. Anthony Anderson as Detective Kevin Bernard and Sam Waterston as good old District Attorney Jack McCoy. By the way, this will be his 17th season playing that character. 
The show's format's just the same as before. The first half of the episode involves the police tracking down and arresting a suspect in a crime. And then the second half features the prosecuting attorneys attempting to get a conviction. Just like before, cases on the show are written to closely resemble real-life situations, last night being extremely similar to the Bill Cosby case, though, of course, there was a disclaimer at the beginning saying, the story is fictional and does not depict any actual person or event. New to the cast this season on the police end of things are Cameron Manheim and Jeffrey Donovan, while Hugh Dancy and Odelia Halevi join Sam Waterston in the DA's office. The thing that's always made the Law & Order series so compelling uh, was its ability to, and willingness to show complex uh, sides of issues and how it relates to the law. Often the most memorable episodes were the ones where the good guys didn't win. First episode of this season doesn't shy away from any current hot-button issues either, even if it didn't really do a deep dive into any of them in last night's episode. It'll be interesting to see going forward how it deals with other divisive topics in our current social and political climate. And which characters from the previous run of the series will return as guests like Carrie Lowell did in last night's episode. Regardless, it's good to have the original Law & Order back. It never should have left in the first place, in my opinion. New episodes will run every Thursday night here on KSL. If you miss it, you can stream it next day on NBC.com or on Peacock TV. And finally, something for the kids this week is a new show on Paramount Plus called Big Nate. It's an animated series from Nickelodeon. It's based on the best-selling children's books written and drawn by Lincoln Pierce. Big Nate follows a precocious 11-year-old prankster named Nate and his best friends as they navigate junior high with humor and style. Nate Wright has a never-ending need to prove his awesomeness to the world, like most kids do. Whether he's dealing with disasters at home or detention at school, he's no stranger to a challenge. Luckily, he is able to express himself through the world of cartoons that he creates. Trouble is... It's always fun when Nate's around. The show features brand new original storylines rather than basing episodes only on the book series. So if you've already read the books, this will at least be some new stuff. It's pretty cute. Reminded me a lot of Captain Underpants, if you remember that movie and those kids' books. Big Nate's rated TVY7, so you're good to let pretty much any age watch it without worrying about it. Each episode, 20 minutes, all eight of season one are available now to stream on Paramount+. Plus. If you'd like more details on Cyrano, head on over to ksltv.com where I posted a full in-depth review with some links to clips from the movie so you can kind of see what I mean. Uh, you can also check out my other movie and streaming TV series reviews there. Other things coming this weekend we didn't have time to talk about. Vikings Valhalla series on Netflix and the final season of the hit show Killing Eve begins on AMC+. Next week, it's a big one though. The Batman with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> All right. And we have another season of Star Trek Picard, among other things. So, Okay. That's what to watch this weekend. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful. And I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on KSLTV.com. I'll see you there.